Hi there, and thanks for joining us. This week, we're going to talk about gender diversity, the topic of a conference at University College Cork, the Cork teachers who've come up with a better way of managing subs, and we hear about the awards for Ireland's finest project managers. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business Podcast with CompuBee. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuBee.com Now, gender diversity is a big issue in every office and many attempts have been made over the years to make sure the issue has been addressed, but we're still not quite there. It is the topic of discussion at an upcoming conference at University College Cork run by the HR Research Centre and Dr. Ronan Carberry from the HR Research Centre is with me now. You're very welcome to Red Business, Ronan. Thanks very much, Jonathan. Tell me a little bit about, first of all, what the HR Research Centre does and why you've decided to stage this conference. So we established the HR Research Centre out of Cork University Business School in UCC earlier this year, primarily because there, there's never been any engagement with the HR community in, in, in Cork. Uh, UCC traditionally wouldn't have had any expertise in that area. So we developed the HR Research Centre not just to carry out research, but also to engage with organisations in the Cork region, the Munster region, and to carry out research into a number of of topics within the world of work. And for example, gender diversity is one of them. So this conference that's coming up right now, uh, why haven't we gotten it right yet? Why are we still talking about this as if it's almost a new thing? So the, there's been numerous reports that have been published in the last in the last 12 months demonstrating that unfortunately we are lagging far behind lots of other European countries, lots of developed countries when it comes to gender diversity. Uh, for senior uh, senior management roles are, aren't been filled by females. Uh, and while female representation in the workforce has generally increased, we're still very well below the EU average. So. We've, we're starting from a very low base. So in 2004, there was just over 5% of females were in senior management roles. That's increased to 17% in, in 2017. But like if you consider that women perform, they perform 66% of the world's work. They control, in 2015, they control over 30 billion in spending. Uh, they produce 50% of the world's food. We're still a long way from, from gender parity here. And even in terms of the gender pay gap, we're ranked 12th out of 15 countries in Europe. Uh, and look, we are, females are still being paid approximately 14% less than men for equivalent work. Now, the students that you deal with in UCC uh, are all, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, mm-hmm. and they consider themselves equal until you get to a certain point in their career. And this has been the traditional problem that when women start having children, mm-hmm. when they come back, they're being treated differently, that that taking that time out for having a child yeah. impacts on their ability to earn. And with that, is, is that the new glass ceiling? It is a big issue. So if you, could, if you look at students coming out of work, out, excuse me, out of university today, they start out, uh, males and females start out in equal pay. By the age of 34, women are earning approximately 90% of men because of the reasons that you've outlined. And that gap gets wider as women uh, uh, grow older. So by the age of 54, they're earning approximately 54% of what men earn. Now, there's, there's huge progress needs to be made here. The OECD estimate that globally it's going to take another 95 years before gender parity is achieved. So even a child born today might actually have gone through her entire life before we actually see parity. That's not exactly a fast-moving process, is it? No. 
Now, we're lagging. Uh, Ireland is lagging significantly behind other European countries, but it's this is a this is a global issue, and it's estimated that we in Ireland we uh, we will achieve gender parity in terms of pay by approximately twenty thirty two. Okay, that's still quite some way away. What can be done about this? I mean, for example, I know you've got an international expert coming over. What is she saying? And is there a comparable situation in Australia, where she's from, to what's happening here in Ireland? That's right. So we're uh, we're, we're fortunate enough to have Professor Carol Kulik from the University of South Australia, who would be one of the world's most foremost experts in terms of gender diversity. And what she looks looking at is actual methods for organisations to... Uh, increased the uh, the number of females taking on senior roles. So not just looking at bottom-up approaches, which are useful, such as uh, training and development, coaching, mentoring, sponsorship, but actually having women in senior management roles that act as role models for, for other women. We're going to look at the value that organisations will gain from uh, higher gender diversity, particularly in management roles, uh, which management practices are likely to result in increased uh, take up of uh, management roles by women. And then we're also going to look at well, what practices exist in organisations today that may constrain the adoption of these uh, of gender diversity practices. I mean, are, are these all historic problems, a hangover from a more misogynistic era? Uh, that, is that what's at the core of all of this, that this is the way the company was run by Mr X? Mr X is long since gone, but he instilled practices that live on to today that are preventing women from coming through. That's part of the reason. There is, as you said, there is lots of historic reasons. Uh, but we still have a constitution that refers to a woman's place to be in the home. So, and I know there's going to be a, a referendum on that later in the year. But there, there, there's lots of uh, there, there's stereotypical factors that are at play here. For example, like we all have a boss, but for we very ref, rarely refer to our male bosses as bossy. That tends to be exclusively reserved for females. So there is a stereotyped, uh, negative stereotypes associated with a lot of uh, a lot of women who take on managerial roles. Uh, but just one thing that, that I want to state as well, getting gender parity isn't just the right thing to do morally. Like research shows that it actually makes financial sense. So organizations that do have more females in senior management roles, they have higher rates of sales, higher rates of return on equity and higher rates of creativity and innovation. Of all the students that come through the door and you teach uh, probably a pretty even split of, of men and women. Are men, the male students, are they surprised by this? I mean, when, when you sit down and explain to them, or is it just accepted that this is what's out there? I mean, just, but the, the female students probably are aware of the fight, but are the men as aware of the fight? Uh, to be honest, not, uh, not as aware as they perhaps should be. I think uh, issues such as the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement, have shone a light on some of these issues. Uh, but they're... I think a lot of male male students, in particular, are surprised when they see the the actual statistics and the and the facts associated with the issues that women still face today. The conference is on when it's on September the third. September the third, from eight thirty a.m. to ten thirty a.m. And it uh, is pretty much open to the public. People can come to this. Yeah, they this don't have to be students. They don't have to nope. be high flying businessmen. It is open to anybody who can get a ticket online. Yes, and it's free to register. Uh, we have we have plenty of spaces uh, for people to attend, and we'd be delighted. This is not this is not an academic conference. This is targeted at people who are working uh, to identify very practical measures to increase. Gen- 
gender diversity in organisations. So ucc.ie? ucc.ie and you can register online for free there. Dr. Ronan Carberry of the HR Research Centre, thank you very much for joining us on Red Business. Thank you. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business, improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuB.com. Now, my next business is a particularly interesting one, and I'm not going to do it justice by trying to explain it. So I will ask the two people sitting in front of me to do that. The company is called The School Directory, and it is run by Anne Marie O'Connell and her husband, Patrick. You're both very welcome. Thanks Thank for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, to get that right now, it's run by Anne Marie with Patrick, or is it run by Patrick with Anne Marie? How does that work? Yeah, we will say Anne-Marie with Patrick. That's okay. Patrick. Yeah. Anne-Marie's the, the day-to-day, the, the face of it, you know. Very I'm good. in the background. Um, yeah, you're just making noise. That's and it, tea, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. Kind Pretending of to be important, you know. <laughs> that's uh, how most uh, husbands and wives work <laughs> in their businesses, I'm sure. Tell me what the school directory.ie does, Anne-Marie. I suppose it's got two main parts. The first one, kind of where the, the website started from, was um, it's a substitute directory that helps schools, uh, primary schools at the moment, to locate available substitute teachers and special needs assistants. Um, our experience in the industry ourselves just um, helped us to see that there just wasn't a, a facility out there that was working for schools or for substitute teachers. So what a person can do basically is log on, upload their CV, guard of vetting and all relevant information and that then is accessible to schools that are registered with us. Um, they can log on, use the calendar availability and find an available sub. So were you both teachers? Is that how this happened? Yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm working as a primary school principal. So on a day to day, I was meeting with teachers and SNAs who were calling around school to school, handing out CVs, uh, getting CVs in the post. Kind of torturous process. Really was. And, you know, we were both there ourselves when we started out as well. So um, we just kind of felt there had to be a better way and a more accessible way for schools to connect with with teachers and SNAs and, and likewise an easier way for teachers and SNAs Because it's, it's a severe pain in the backside for everybody for the pupils for the teachers for the principal if somebody gets sick and let's face it people get sick all the time Yes I mean yes. that's that's the big challenge Anne-Marie isn't it? It is definitely and especially I suppose the number of special needs assistants in particular is growing hugely every year and there's absolutely no facility currently existing that helps them find work in schools or f- helps a principal last minute to find an available SNA the way the business works is similar to the agency that might hire a nurse at short notice as well. Is, the, is it the same principle? Well, technically, technically, we say no in that we're offering a platform for, for schools and teachers and SNAs free, free of charge. Um, and that ties in then to our, our business directory, which is the other side of the website as well. So, um, Again, I suppose in my day-to-day uh, as a principal, the amount of mail that comes to schools from companies looking for your business is just overwhelming and schools are very busy places. So you don't have time to You don't have time. So that generally sees the bin, you know, and mm. the, there's things will come up a month or two down the line and you'll say, oh, who was that business that were um, selling me benches for the schoolyard or, you know. Well, you see, this is it. Now, when you say something's free of charge, there there is a loud bell that rings in the back of my head going, hang on a second, they can't make money off that. But as you say, there's two sides to the business. So the one side is the useful one whereby you can find your resource teacher or your SNA or whatever the case may be. And the other side is companies pay you money to list them. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. And we have also some homepage advertising. So it's a way for businesses to connect more efficiently with schools. Uh, schools can log on, find absolutely, we hope, most of what they need, you know, from everything from electrician to painter to school supplies, desks, furniture, everything. And their catalogues, everything can be there 
just at the, the click of a mouse. I was going to say something that would have been highly inappropriate, which is that must have principals pulling their hair out. But you explain to people who can't see, Patrick, <laughs> that's not going to be a challenge in your case. Well, I did have a full head of hair when I started in, in the role, you know. <laughs> Does it take the stress out of it, considering? Well, you know, I was thinking this morning about practical examples and, um, you know, even in my own role on a day-to-day um looking for quotes for, for technology for, for, for children where you need three quotes for the department, how easy it is to go and, and find three IT providers uh, to email them directly from the listing on the website and get those quotes instead of, you know, w- whether it was in the past might have been a Google search or somebody mightn't have been willing to give you a Because there's a good reason why they do the three quote thing. It's because you don't, yeah, you, you don't go with the most expensive. But it's department money as well, yeah. you know what I mean? But it, it, it saves me and my role so much time on a daily basis to be able to do something like that as well. How, how easy was it, Amory, to get buy-in on this, uh, to, to explain to suppliers, to explain to principals, look, this is a way that you can actually help your school make your life easier. Was there, was there a hard sell? The education sector is huge. I suppose that's probably the biggest challenge that we have in terms of trying to, trying to contact all those schools and sell it to them. It's not, a, it's not a difficult to sell in, for the school's point of view. It's free. So they have nothing to lose. Then we just have to show them what a valuable... Um, entity it is the harder sell is the businesses you know we're starting out we've probably 12 months in on the business directory to show them that we've got you know a decent amount of traffic to provide them you know with a decent amount of exposure on the website that's the harder sell and that's where it's just about us getting our name out there and showing what we can provide because you've taken time out haven't you this is this is pretty much full time for you yeah, it kind of worked in terms of family. It kind of hit the at the right time with two small kids at home and I was thinking about kind of taking a step back from the TGNA. So this is not how much of a step back it is in terms of time, but it's a bit more you're flexible. Pretty working it's more, you're busier than you're working more now. But you're working for yourself, which yeah, is different. Yeah, yeah. It's different, exactly. And have the kids worked out how to do this system yet? Or are they yeah, have any use the, at all? The small one does pick up the phone and, and say hello to the school directory. So <laughs> I'm not sure is that a good or bad thing you can employ her in a couple of years' time. That's it. Well, she'd probably look for back pay if she's, if she's doing it already. She doesn't even realise she can earn money. Uh, how do people go about getting involved if they want to? So it's simple, just visit uh, www.theschooldirectory.ie. Uh, you'll see three options there. If you want to uh, register as a teacher or an SNA uh, to add your details to the database, you click there. If you're a school or a school principal who are looking to add, there's reg- register a school uh, and there's register a business as well. Um, you know, Amri is the, the day-to-day in the face of it and, and it's always available by... By, by phone or email. And the kids and, will answer the phone as well. And the kids needs, and, they're well and uh, mothers and fathers and, and <laughs> anyone, in-laws, whoever's, anyone whoever's their own the phone. help. Theschooldirectory.ie is the website address. Anne-Marie and Patrick O'Connell, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com Now it is time almost for award season and one of the finest award ceremonies around is the National Projects Award. And here to tell me all about them is Pat Lucy of Aspira. Pat, how are you? Very good, Jonathan. Great to speak with you. Tell me a little bit about Aspira, first of all. You're a Cork company, is that right? That's right. We were founded in Cork 2007, set up after the closure of a multinational. So started off with six people, and now we're up to over 120. So we specialise in project management, consulting, and IT projects, delivering IT. So it's a, obviously a big company. How many have you got on site down there? So in Cork, we have about 60 people and we have slightly less than that in Dublin. And then we have a few people randomly distributed around the country. 
<laughs> you make them sound like they could jump out of a bush at any moment, but I, I take it on board in the spirit in which it was given. Now, tell us about the National Project Awards and what they do. Sure. So as well as my role with the Spira, I'm also the president of the Project Management Institute here in Ireland. And that group is all about pushing the value of project management across all organizations. So when a lot of people hear the term project management, they think back to you know, watching an episode of The Apprentice and seeing somebody get fired for making a mistake. But in real life, project managers are all around us. So businesses of all sizes, from a single startup person right through to the major multinationals, run projects, run initiatives, and drive change. And in order to do that properly, they need to have somebody thinking about it, planning it, thinking of all the things that could go wrong, um, and trying to take account of those. I won't mention Brexit, because that's an example of a project that has not been planned properly. Um, And then you have to deliver. So project managers are the people who who really make change happen. Um, Somebody else comes up with the strategy, and then we're the people who, who, where the rubber meets the road and we have to, to deliver. So one of the downsides of being a project manager is that you're always really busy. And as busy people, we've our noses to the grindstone and we never get a chance to step back and actually look around and, and see the good work being done around us and congratulate those who are responsible. So this was an initiative that started last year by the PMI, the idea of inviting people and business to nominate projects for a national award. Projects that they see have been run well, have been delivered well, and have delivered uh, real value to a company, be it big or small. So last year was the first year. We had tremendous interest. In fact, we had a Cork-based company as a finalist in every category. There there are seven categories. So Cork was really well represented last year. We're hoping it'll be the same again this year. So what kind of companies can enter and how can they do it? Sure. The website is projectawards.ie so that's www.projectawards.ie and it's there are categories that really cover all different sizes of company there's a category for the public sector projects another one for private sector which would include multinationals another category for SME small businesses because even though you might be a small company it's it, it probably is more important that you're using project management and you're planning good use of your resources then We also have two categories for um, social good, one for companies who might have uh, corporate social responsibility programs and another for voluntary or community-based organizations. So groups who come together and do something good together, we want to recognize those groups and also encourage them to use good project management practices just to make life a little easier for them. Anybody who's worked as a volunteer knows that it can be tough getting people to to um, set aside their day-to-day tasks uh, in order to do some extra, and we want to recognise those people doing that. There's also an award for PMO of the year, which is really, they're the guys in the back office, the people who are doing the the nuts and and bolts, supporting the project managers out there. And finally, there's an award for the project manager of the year, the the person, professional person who is out there, whether they're in the public sector, private sector, big or small organisation, has really made a difference within their organisation. And nominations tend to come from peers, people that you work with. Sometimes uh, customers nominate their suppliers. Uh, it's great, it's great recognition to get from, from your uh, customers. And we have an award ceremony in November. We're asking people to submit their awards to that website, projectawards.ie. I think the deadline is mid-September to get the nominations in. And then um, our, we host the event, the awards night, in PWC building in Dublin just by the IFSC there. 
a beautiful building. They're our main sponsor, so we're delighted to have them involved again this year. And uh, it's a great night. It's, it's the one night of the year where those busy project managers get a chance to sit back and relax <laughs> and, uh, and share the, the best practices with each other. Well, everybody deserves, everybody deserves at least one night off now and then. Pat, we leave it there. The website is projectawards.ie and the deadline for nominations is the 14th of September 2018. Pat, Lucy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Jonathan. My thanks to all my guests, Anthony of Hennessy, who produced. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes and we'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuB.com.